Many of us have trouble sleeping, but think twice before taking those melatonin gummies. A team of researchers from Cambridge Health Alliance and the University of Mississippi analyzed the contents of 25 melatonin gummies, which are unregulated supplements sold in drugstores, and found that 88% of them were inaccurately labeled. The gummies contained between 74 and 347% of the melatonin content they advertised. One contained no melatonin at all and had CBD instead, which is another unregulated product. This is Pulse Check. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Kaiser Permanente, the California-based health group that serves 12.6 million people across eight states and the District of Columbia, said yesterday that it would acquire Geisinger Health, a group that has 10 hospital campuses and a health plan with more than 500,000 members. Geisinger, an East Coast player, will be folded into a new nonprofit called Risent Health, which was created by Kaiser Foundation Hospitals to expand its value-based care business. This matters because it's the latest example of how dominant regional players are consolidating across the country. California could become the first state to require nutritional help from all Medicaid plans. Two bills that would require health plans to provide nutrition interventions to people with certain chronic illnesses such as diabetes, Crohn's disease, or hypertension have cleared their first committee hearing. They now advance to the State Assembly Appropriations Committee. And the Senate Help Committee kicks off next week with bills aimed at improving access to generic drugs and medicines for rare diseases. Megan Wilson explains what bills are being considered and what they might mean for the future of healthcare policy. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So can you explain what the Senate Help Committee is considering next week? So the Senate Help Committee, which is run by Bernie Sanders, firebrand progressive, has been working on this package of drug pricing bills for a while now. It's something we've been sort of waiting to see. And earlier this week, they announced that they were going to be considering these four bills. They're sort of aimed at increasing access to, to generic drugs, biosimilar drugs, increasing competition in that space, and then also taking on these things called pharmacy benefit managers, which has been a huge topic in Congress so far this year. There are these middlemen that are in between drug companies and insurance companies. They negotiate discounts on drugs and then you know choose which drugs and medicines an insurance plan will cover. And Congress has really started homing in on you know their business practices and critics say they're a little too murky. So this is something that the Senate Help Committee has been working on, you know, this package of bills uh, putting this together for a little more than a month now. And so on May 2nd, we're going to see where the rubber meets the road here. I know you've done a ton of reporting on pharmacy benefit managers and how Congress has been trying to, you know, introduce legislation that could affect them a little bit more. And I'm wondering if you could talk about how the bills on the table for next week fit into this like broader discussion Congress has been having for a while on drug pricing reform. After Congress passed the Inflation Reduction Act last year that gave Medicare the ability to negotiate drug prices, Congress has still been kind of itching to do stuff on drug pricing, which is a particularly good thing to run on. You know, we're going into 2024. It's going to be a very important election cycle for the Senate, for the White House. There are narrow margins in the House, and so Republicans are going to be looking to pick up even more seats there. Democrats are going to be, you know, looking to take back control if they can. You know, drug pricing is always something that, like, really scores well with voters. In terms of how this fits in, you know, after the Inflation Reduction Act, I think Congress is still hungry to do something on drug pricing. It speaks well to voters. They respond 
onto it, especially on things like insulin. But it remains to be seen where Congress is truly going. It's kind of this scattershot approach of, of sort of looking at everything at this moment. There was this hearing in the House Energy and Commerce Health Subcommittee that looked at everything from policies targeting the way hospitals collect payments to pharmacy benefit managers again. And Congress is looking to do a number of things, but it hasn't really become clear, you know, where the direction is going. So it's going to be an interesting thing to watch for the rest of this year, for sure. You know, I want to go back to something you said, which is that drug pricing reform, making drugs, particular things like insulin more affordable, is something that voters really care about. Is this a really big bipartisan area? And if not, like, are there areas where Democrats and Republicans disagree? Yeah, a lot of these policies are bipartisan. They're co-sponsored by Democrats and Republicans together. However, you know, when you get down into the nitty gritty or there may be some House and Senate divides in terms of what each chamber wants to see or, or wants to pass. Insulin is another, you know, really big policy that Congress wants to focus on. It's something that the Senate Help Committee is going to be looking at next month. There are a number of bills out there. Insulin, the House tried that last year. It didn't pass muster. So even though things may have bipartisan support, it's not enough to carry them across the finish line sometimes. Given the state of this divided Congress, I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit more about what you think we're going to see as the year goes on in terms of conversations around drug pricing legislation. Is anything actually going to make it all the way through to Biden's desk? I think Chuck Schumer hopes so. Word on the street is that he's working on a drug pricing package. He really wants to, you know, put something together that can move. Speaking of bipartisanship, you know, have bipartisan bills in there and make Republicans take tough votes on things like insulin, make them turn down bipartisan policies. Susan Collins, a Republican senator from Maine, and Gene Shaheen, a Democratic senator from New Hampshire, they have an insulin bill that may be included in that. You know, make Republicans take tough votes on those sorts of things. Most of the attention right now in terms of things that are moving is sort of focused on the Senate. It remains to be seen like what will move, but Senator Schumer is putting something together. The Senate Finance Committee is also working on pharmacy benefit manager legislation that they think will tackle drug pricing from a government program's perspective because they have jurisdiction over Medicare, Medicaid. That committee is still writing their legislation, so we don't know what it looks like yet. However, it could sort of be one of the year-end candidates. I do think that a lot of this stuff could be sort of crammed or or put together in sort of like an end-of-the-year package. So I think, you know, there's a lot of flurry of activity happening right now. I think things will become more clear, as they usually do, towards the end of the year when Congress realizes they need to get things done, they need to, you know, pay for things, and, and they're looking for offsets. They're looking to get little priorities in. So it'll be interesting to see how this shapes up and comes together. But the Senate Health committee markup, I think next week has been, you know, highly anticipated and is just another step sort of in the direction of where Congress is going and drug pricing. Thank you so much, Megan. Thanks for following this super important beat. And thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. 
and subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.